Welcome back to season two of the Imposter Syndrome Files. My name is Kim Menninger, and I am so grateful that you're joining us. When I started this podcast last year, my primary goal was to normalize the experience of imposter syndrome, to make it easier for us to talk about, and to access the support that we deserve. I am so grateful to everyone who has shared their stories with me, and I'm fascinated by the linkages between imposter syndrome and so many other facets of our lives. The conversations that we had last season led us in so many powerful directions. I'm excited to continue these conversations in season two. As always, if you have a story to share, please reach out to me. I would love to interview you. And if I can ever support you on your own imposter syndrome journey, I'd love to connect on that too. Thanks again for being here. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for being here today. I would love to start our conversation by having you introduce yourself. Um, Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. And so my name is Jamie Hart, and I retired from my corporate job, um, let's see, January of 2019. But I think I'd like to give you a little background about me. because I think it will help to um, clarify my my um, uh, experience with imposter syndrome. Sure. So um, I grew up in the '60s and '70s, uh, meaning grammar and high school, and uh, I'm the middle child of um, three. My parents both worked, and I think um, my experience um, is a result of my parents supporting me in anything that I wanted to learn um, uh, or expressed interest in. Um, I ended up in an electrical engineering degree from college, but um, um, I have to say that I originally went to college to be an oceanographer. Wow. And I um, decided, I, I really am amazed how um, young adults now can choose their career um, in college. Um, I used college to learn a lot of different things and to find out um, what worked best for me and where my strengths were. Um, my first job out of college, I was a service engineer. So my career has really been in service, um, helping customers specifically. Um, and I worked in a X-ray with an X-ray company, and I was the only female engineer. Um, I believe the only female engineer on the East Coast, and this is in the early 1980s. And I want to say that I didn't know that that was unique. I, I just didn't um, call me naive or just call me optimistic. I didn't know that I was any different. Hmm. Um, Fast forward a little bit, I decided to um, leave the medical field, but stay in service, and I joined an automation company. Uh, I still stayed in service, but I wasn't doing medical. I was working with um, companies that implemented automation, uh, companies such as the automobile, um, power plants. Uh, It was very diverse. I stayed with that company until my retirement. Uh, So I was with my second company for 33 years. 
Wow. They uh, recognized um, me. They helped me get my MBA. Uh, I moved into a management role. Um, and uh, basically, my career, although it changed role-wise, I always stayed in technical services of some sort. Uh, fast forward to my retirement. I uh, spent last year, 2019, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Even though I was retired, I wasn't ready to be retired. And I decided to get a life coach certification. And so today I help and coach caregivers of dementia patients. And again, it's that service, that passion for service. Mm. And, but I've stayed, um, you and I met through um, women in technology, but um, I, I want to stay connected with my um, technical world too. So um, that brings me up to today. That's great. Yeah. And I'm curious what imposter syndrome means to you. Uh, your, your career has taken a big change in the last year and imposter syndrome tends to creep up on us when we're making changes. I'm curious, just more generally, if the imposter syndrome has affected you in any way throughout your journey. Uh, yes, it has. At first, I didn't know there was a name to it. Um, I first experienced it um, probably mid-career, uh, maybe in my late 30s. Um, I never, it, it took years before I heard that there was a term for it. Um, I think it's a great descriptor. I equate it to feeling that I didn't have the right to be in my role because I didn't believe I knew what I was doing and that I would be found out. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so it, I was an imposter. That's how I felt um, momentarily at first, but it did creep up. What do you think was happening at that time when it first, when it first sort of emerged in, you mentioned your late 30s. What was different yeah. about that time? Um, so thinking back, um, I first became aware of it um, I was actually alone in my office or in a office, I should say. And I had just persuaded management um, to see a, see my way, to see my solution as an issue. It was really, um, it's weird. It was an exhilarating experience, um, but it was, um, it was a risky experience. And so when I was alone with my thoughts, I was remembering go, going, oh, my God, what did I do? I don't know what I'm doing. Doubt started to enter my, my thinking. Um, it was brief. That period, that first event that I was aware of, I, um, I shook it off. I didn't, um, I just, rec you know, I said, oh, that's nonsense. Um, I didn't have any evidence that. I was an imposter, but I started to believe it. And so I love that you were able to shake it off. I think some sometimes we don't even realize that it's a feeling or a belief that we can challenge because we accept it at face value. 
So I was able to shake it off several times, but as it happened more frequently and with more intensity, and again, this is before I knew that um, others were experiencing something similar. Uh, coaching wasn't a, a big um, uh, term. It wasn't implemented in the company yet. Um, mentor programs were very uh, formal around engineering. Uh, it just the serve the the support that I had um, was limited. So, um, yeah, it. It did creep up and it did come in as the company got larger and my role got was expanded. Um, and I started working with people outside of my service business. That's when um, it would happen more often, more intensely and more. Um, uh, the doubt started entering my um, brain. And again, I didn't have evidence, but I didn't know at the time that the lack of evidence disproved my thoughts. I mm. just, um, it was all feeling um, without some um, proof. One of the other triggers of imposter syndrome is feeling different from the dominant culture around you. And you <laughs> mentioned being the only woman. Is yep. Did that play a role, do you think? You know, it, it actually did not. And I'll tell you when it became an issue is when my role expanded to include the, um, the more women and more men who were not in a technical role. Ah, what do you so think? My comfort, yeah. I went to school with all men. I mean, I was one of three in my engineering class, three women. My first job, my second job, all my people for the most part that worked for me were men. I didn't feel different. Um, when I felt different was when my roles started to expand, including women, not necessarily women in engineering, but more in the marketing or in the back office structure or um, management, my, sometimes my own um, upper management, had um, uh, men that were, and I don't know if they, they felt this way, but maybe they were um, intimidated by my background. I don't know, but that's exactly when it started happening more frequently and in intensity um, when my role expanded to include uh, non-technical and women. How did it show up? What? So you had the feelings or the beliefs, right, that you described as questioning the legitimacy of your role. How did that show up in terms of your willingness to take risks, make decisions? I mean, was there was there an outward impact? Uh, risk taking um, was less. I, I was less. Um, I was more reluctant to, to risk, be, um, take the risk. Definitely, that was my main impact. Um, I questioned. Um, I had difficulties making decisions where it was related to me. Um, I took it home a lot. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, it, definitely the risk was um, how it manifested. And, and um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you if you mentioned that you weren't aware that this was a thing, right? That it, it and I think that's true for a lot of people. Is we have these feelings, we have these experiences, but we don't even know that there's a name for it. And so you're moving along and you're expanding your role and you're starting to experience this at a deeper level. Did you seek support of any kind? Did you find ways to manage these feelings? How did you, how did you deal with it? Sure. Um, so I'm a lifelong learner and I also, um, became, um, a networker and I started to educate myself and I came across um, a term, if not the same term, something similar. Um, I investigated, I actually ended up um, through a recommendation going to a career coach. Well, this has got to be about eight years ago now. So it was towards the end of my, um, to the later year of my, um, my career, uh, but I went to um, a, a woman who helped me, um, I guess, get my mojo back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I learned that I had no evidence uh, and that um, I was incapable. Sure, there were things that I may not have been familiar with, and either I delegated or I learned. And um, yeah, it made a, a big difference. So the coaching or um, some might, you know, probably borderline a little bit of therapy, but uh, that's um, uh, a big turning point in my um, last decade. And since you had that support and were able to think a little bit differently, manage a little bit differently through those feelings. How did that prepare you for the transition that you made more recently of going out on your own and starting your own business? Sure. Um, so I found help and I, let me reword that. I learned to ask for help and I educated myself. I actually, um, uh, reached out to certain to several different types of coaching to um, help with the first of all help with the decision to leave uh, corporate world a little earlier than I originally intended um, and uh, it's helped me with um, risk taking um, the, the coaching has helped me with risk taking and um, uh, yeah I would say uh, that the imposter syndrome impacted my risk taking and then asking for help and looking for best practices um, helped to alleviate that um, syndrome that was impacting the risk. I think asking for help is one of the biggest strategies that I recommend to anybody who's feeling this way because we do have a tendency, especially as women, to feel the pressure of needing to do everything ourselves, needing to know everything. There's that we just place very high standards on ourselves. And often if we're feeling self-doubt and feeling 
like we're not qualified to be doing the work that we're doing. We don't want to ask for help because we're afraid that that's going to shine a spotlight on that incompetence or inadequacy, right? So it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to ask for help or else then other people are going to realize I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and when in actuality, the opposite is true because nobody can do everything on their own. And that's how we build self-trust. That's how we actually get more acclimated to new roles and to new things is by learning from others and, mm-hmm. and help. And so, you know, I, th- I think it's one of the greatest tips for anybody who may be struggling with this, just reach out and ask for help. Yes. And if you're not um, and used to it, and, and my parents um, were wonderful, wonderful people. And, but I um, also saw that they were reluctant to ask for help. So uh, my early childhood probably um, impacted not just that I was a woman, but also that um, working class and parents. So I remember asking for help for the first time and and um, it, it gets easier. Let me just put it there. If anyone's listening, it, it gets easier. The first time is not hard. It's not easy rather, but um, um, it will get easier. I think that's good. A good thing to remind people of because the first time you do anything, especially it feels like a risk, right? Just like we were talking about is when mm-hmm. you, when you're experiencing imposter syndrome, you're likely to take fewer risks and asking for help can feel like a really big risk. But I, I feel like it's almost like building muscles, right? In the beginning, it's really hard, but over time, it does, it does get easier and you get to see the benefit of doing so along the way, which gives you that positive reinforcement to, to keep doing it. Absolutely. And I uh, believe that my transition to being a uh, coach of caregivers uh, is a result of me finding that help. And, and I thank God that people um, uh made themselves available for me. So that's where I see my, my new vocation, being well, able to give back. And, and it's interesting because, yes, they made themselves available, but you also sought them out, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's an important frame, too, is there are a lot of people available to us. There's a lot of support available to us, but we have to, we have to take it upon ourselves to seek it out and ask for what we need. Absolutely. That's great. I am so glad that that this journey has been such a positive one for you because it's not easy to make that transition from coming from the same company for so many years to suddenly being out on your own. And I'm not suggesting that it's easy, um, but it sounds like you have done a really good job of getting some some additional support to help put some structure around it. Yeah. Thank you. Now, it's um. It's uh, my passion to be in some type of service, um, be it volunteer or um, uh, with the caregiving. So it just uh, it just feels good. It feels right. Well, and I think that's an important piece too. Is 
if you feel really passionate about something, it dilutes some of the other more negative feelings, right? And that's certainly been my experience because I could, the way that I'm wired, I'm an anxious person. I have struggled with imposter syndrome on and off my whole life, right? I could easily go to very dark places about my qualifications and the legitimacy of what I do as a business owner. But I, I believe so passionately in the mission and that that just overshadows any of the potential self-doubt that I may feel along the way. And so, of course, I'm not cured. <laughs> I don't want to pretend that there aren't times when I think, oh my goodness, who am I to be doing this? But more often than not, I feel so grateful to be able to do work that I feel so strongly about and that I feel is like you said, coming from a place of service. And that is such a strong motivator. Absolutely agree with you. Man. So what motivated you to want to tell your story today? What, what is it that you're hoping people will take away from this? Well, um, so uh, early in our discussion, I had mentioned that I didn't know that original feeling um, was, let's say, I'm going to use the word common, uh, the imposter, before I knew it was called imposter syndrome, um, that that was um, uh, shared by other uh, women and, of course, men, too. And my hope is that um, people hearing this, that if they've experienced it and not know what it is, uh, yeah, they, do, they do now, or at least um, they're not alone. It's not, um, I don't want to say abnormal, not normal. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so educate and just be awareness, create some awareness around it. That's great. I, I really appreciate you're doing that. I appreciate your being willing to share your story with us. I love the asking for help theme that we've talked about throughout our conversation. Mm -hmm. I think that's a key takeaway for anybody listening. And um, I wish you all the best as you continue your entrepreneurship journey going forward. Thank you very much. Again, I'm very excited and thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. Thanks again for listening today. If you're struggling with imposter syndrome and you'd like additional support, check out the show notes for more resources or contact me directly. I would love to help you. And if you'd like to tell your story, I would love to interview you. You will find my contact info in the show notes. So reach out anytime. Thanks again.